0: Welcome to Glitch Cube, our gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. And as always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody. Thank you guys for joining us again here this week as we dive further into the world of games. And this week we are going to be continuing on with the conversation that we started last week and that is the new upcoming games to end the year. Now this year we've had some really big heavy hitting games but November and December are knocking it out of the park. The list of games coming out is insane. There's so many to keep track of and we were going to just do one episode on it and we realized that's not entirely possible with how many games are coming out that actually look really good or interesting or have some new take on something. It's it definitely needed to be a two parter. So here is part two of that conversation. And we have some fun ones for you guys. We definitely did not be- like waste all the good ones in the first episode, because I tell you, like leading up and us, you know, right before we start recording this, we're still finding new ones that are just kind of blowing us away. So this is going to be another fun little dive into this. But I guess we could start out with something a little bit simpler before we, you know, it's kind of hard to say simple because of how many games are really coming out. No, actually, let's start with this. Last week, we talked about a couple games that we actually started playing. It just kind of shows you how fast to record these episodes (laughs) but uh i started playing tactics Ogre, and i know you chris started playing um pentamins correct Mm -hmm. so so why don't we start out with talking a little bit about those games now for those of you who have not listened to the our excitement over these titles in the last episode we were pretty jazzed about both of these both of them are very different games but they have something amazing to them and i'm curious if pentiment held up to what you were expecting and i'll let you know if tactics ogre is holding up to what i was hoping for as well so why don't you start us out how is pentiment so far is it actually holding up to the hype that you had when we were talking about last week
1: so i'll just put it this way first i was in the middle of god of war ragnarok right and i'm maybe 13 hours into it like i'm I'm into it and pentiment just kind of stole me away from it and i mean i don't want to say that's not hard to do because i mean god of war is a cool game don't get me wrong it's i'm definitely playing a lot of it also just because it's you know the hype game you know you got to play these like big games just to because it, it they're not that often that it happens right. but uh Pentamet is just special in a way that I knew it was going to be. But also it's like, it's what I've been wanting. Like, it's just like, it's a mellow game, you know, like you can hear the sheep in the background. If it's raining, you hear the rain. Like, it's just very nice sounds, very comfortable sounds. Um, The humor is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is great. It's I'm just about to finish the first act, I think, because I'm coming to a conclusion of an event in the game. And it's interesting how many different choices you can go through. Uh, in the beginning, you get kind of choices to kind of plan out you know what you did in your past right like did you go to college what kind of person are you what languages do you speak so for me you know i this takes place in like lower germany and my character speaks italian and uh, latin and i think greek as well uh, or under he understands them so for me Because I figured, you know, if you're dealing manuscripts and stuff with the church, you're probably going to come across that kind of stuff more so than like Flanders or other like Northern speak. And uh, so it's helped me in my choices. And then your other ones, it's like, what kind of person are you? So I made it where, you know, I'm, I'm into books because I figured if you are a manuscript artist, you should probably be into books so
0: yeah, it'd be pretty funny if you hated it, <laughs> it
1: yeah uh there is a choice to be like i'm gonna probably misspell this right now but hedonistic um, oh
0: hedonistic Yeah,
1: hedonistic yes yeah. and i was thinking oh i want to do that because how funny would that be to just be this like rambunctious like flirt and like start trouble yeah. everywhere but even at that point, I'm like, I know I want to replay this game just to go that route. Like, right now, I am playing the kind of goody-goody to an mm-hmm. extent. I uh, I don't want to push anything. Like, I want to go down a certain path with this character. Um, and it's interesting because you can kind of keep... your character's like personality through all these choices a lot of games i find that are decision-based like this there will be times where you're thrown a question that just kind of breaks character almost right i haven't really had that with this at all uh i'm able to keep my character acting the way he's always been and i really like that and Mm -hmm. There's so many, like, little, like, twists and turns in the story that it it's interesting because it all adds up, right? Like, you, this isn't a spoiler, this is what the game is about, but it's basically like a murder mystery. And you, to get info or gossip, Um, it's, it's not like time's ticking when you walk. It's mostly, like, how you progress with, like, talking to people, like, quests. Mm-hmm. And in between there's like lunch and dinner. So you can go to someone in town and eat with them and talk with them and learn about stuff, which kind of helps with, you know, the mystery. And it's just fun. It's like you get kind of like into it, just figuring out, okay, what does this person know? What does this person know? Like, it's just like it, they captured the feel really well of what I would imagine a small, rural farm town would be like. And it's, I think the historical side of this game too is what makes me really excited about it because I've always loved this era of history. Like I've always been fascinated by it. So like playing a game that really discusses it and just lets you be a part of it is just, makes my childhood fantasy happy. Uh, I'm really excited to see where this game goes, though. And I mean, everywhere that I look review-wise for this game, it's just, like, phenomenal. Like, I feel like I haven't really seen games rated this high in a while. Uh, I know people were saying God of War was rated high, but I also kind of feel like Publications will just throw a 10 at it just because it's a big game. Whereas
0: you kind of have to at this point with the God of War series. Yeah. I feel like they're not going to give it like a 2 out of 10. I don't think any company is ever like going to do that and hope to review something in the future. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Like there was someone that rated, I think, a 6 on IGN or GameSpot, and like the backlash was pretty bad for him. But you know, for me, I, it, when it comes to God of War, I can't see why some people would give it a little bit lower of a score. Um, at times, it does feel very samey. I love the combat in it. It's a lot of fun. It's just... I feel like at times, it, I lose my attention with it. Whereas with mm-hmm. Pentiment, it's like, I just want to keep playing. Like, I... For me, lately, I, I I go to work early nowadays, and before work, I just boot it up, and it's it's such a nice way to wake up with a nice cup of coffee, and I'm just playing this game, and it's like, I don't know, it, it's like what the body needs or something. Like, <laughs> I know I'm like hyping this game up a lot when it's just a n- narrative-based game where you're just walking around talking to people, but
0: the there there could be a lot for those games though right like especially if it has historical references or things like that like slice of life movies even are just really captivating and exciting to watch so why not slice of life games yeah
1: and knowing how much work went into researching this like time and history that they did it it's fascinating and it it really shows like it's crazy how much in the detail they went like to me when it comes to like thinking about best games I've played this year, even though I'm not super far, if it keeps going the way it is, it's up there for me. Kind of like how I got really into citizen sleeper. Yeah. This feels like that for me again. And it's weird, because I'm like, oh, they're kind of, I don't want to say the same game, but it's the same kind of narrative-heavy game. And I'm like, damn, like, narrative-based games did really good this year. Because I'm thinking, you know, there was Ciz and Sleeper, there's this, there was another one. And then Norco came out, which I've heard amazing things about, and I really want to play it. I just haven't had time to sit down and do it. But... I love that these kind of like not so much point and click games, but I guess like adventure games are kind of being revived in a much more friendly way. Uh yeah. I grew up kind of hating point and click games because the puzzles usually were obtuse and I felt like it would pull you out of the speed of the game mm. and yeah games like this where you kind of take the puzzles out or if you do they're not constant, right? The puzzle fits with the story. And I love that. I I think this is the way you tell a story. Um and the thing with this game too is that almost kind of like citizen sleeper where it's like every action you do it feels like you are learning more you are advancing the story you know there's so many games out there that do this style but like you do something that just feels like filler right you're doing something to waste a day because it's right in the timeline like no this feels like you're filling your time up with like stuff that actually reacts to the story and i think it's awesome Like, it's cool seeing, you know, the Xbox Game Studios and Obsidian, like, creating a game that's amazing. You know, so many people clown on Xbox with their, like, first-party games and stuff. And, I mean, I get it. You know, when you look at recent Xbox exclusives versus the PlayStation exclusives, you know, everyone's going to look at Sony because it feels like the movies, the big movies, you know, whereas Xbox is kind of like, I don't know, second best. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, smaller titles like this, I think that's where they shine. You know, they don't need to create some big, beautiful world, you know. Like, they can do it like this. And I think that's something that, when it comes to, like, games made, you know, Xbox in mind, I, I get excited if it's like a smaller game because usually it's good. I mean, look at the Ori games and just anything like that. Like it's just a safe bet. And okay. yeah, this, it, anybody out there wants a nice little chill adventure. I mean, Pentamint's just fantastic. Like it's, It's definitely going to be on my list when we talk about game of the year, and I'll be excited to talk about it because I'll be done by then. Uh, But yeah, how's how's it? Oh, well, I guess if you want to ask me questions about it, but if you want to get into Tactics (laughs) Ogre.
0: Yeah, let's just uh, cruise through Tactics real quick, and then let's just hop in some other new games coming out. But Tactics Ogre is phenomenal. I am loving it so far. I haven't been able to play like a whole hell of a lot of it, but I'm about, I don't know, like five hours in right now. Mm-hmm. I, I had a trip where it was gone for the week. So unfortunately, you yeah, know, wasn't able to play as much as I wanted to, but there is so much going on in this game. I love the fact that it's voice acted and it voice acted very, very well. Uh, it's actually what I feel like I wanted triangle strategy to be. Mm-hmm. It, as far as the combat and everything like that, it's, I, I don't know. There's just something super amazing about this title, where like with the recruiting system and how many characters you can get, and some of the hidden things in there, like the loyalty points and and things like that, where you can just have troops just kind of bail on you because you keep letting them die in battle, right? Like they lose their morale and their loyalty towards you, and they just say, "Well, fuck you, I'm out," <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> so you keep letting me die. Throw me in the front line but it, there's a lot going on to it and it is a very interesting system it is a very intricate game and it does not hold your hand with a lot of the stuff too so i think it's i feel like this is, it takes a very particular type of player to really enjoy this title but if you give it time i think you anybody can actually enjoy it cuz it's not too crazy difficult it's a hard game not gonna lie it's probably one of the harder tactics games i played in a while Uh, but it is worth it in the end the battles actually feel gratifying whenever you win it doesn't feel like you're just walking over the enemies even in the training sessions too so in each castle that you've conquered you, that's how you unlock the shop there. You get new items. You can get like little journal story bit kind of things going on. That's where cutscenes are. But then there's also an option for training battles. And you can level up your, your characters that way in between the main story battles, which is pretty nice. And they pose a decent amount of challenge for your current level if it is the most recent castle that you've been to, which I thought was really nice. But like I said, there, there's a lot to it because even, like okay, let's say for a lot of people who might not be used to this, but like when you think, oh, I have a spell caster in my party, you don't think that I need to now equip the spells for them to use. But in this game, you have to think of spells as items. If you don't have them equipped to that spellcaster in that time, and there's only four spell slots, then... You cannot use that spell, even if you own it. So, it, you do have to go in really thinking about strategy beforehand. And that's why they allow you to uh, recruit so many different types of troops, uh, so many different types of classes of troop as well. So, if you want to go in, you know, archers blazing, you can have a full party of eight archers. If you want eight clerics, you can do that, or, you know, do the sensible thing and have a nice mix of. <laughs> Uh, of short range, long range, and and the healer or two, so there there's a lot to it, and it I like it. It is, it is the strategy game that I've been wanting to play, and I feel like this is one that I can really start to dive into a lot of the minute details, like the different point systems and like the little tiny upgrades that you get throughout. Um, The nice little upgrades you can get, the more you use a weapon, the more familiar you get with it, and then you start getting finishing moves for those things too. Like It is a very clever design for the game. Now, if you fall in love with a certain character, but you don't like the class that they are, well, don't worry, because you can actually change the classes of any single one of your characters, which I thought was really nice. Uh, So they can be proficient in any weapon at all. And I actually the very first time I went to go recruit somebody, it was pretty funny. One of the archers was actually named Chamberlain, like my last name, 100 percent spelled the same way, too. I was like, Hmm. oh, shit, Well, like I'm buying this guy (laughs) right away. And he ended up being like it just through basic leveling and using him for a little bit. uh, He's a really strong archer and I want to make sure I, I like I feel connected to him <laughs> so i try and keep him alive as much as possible and he's like my go-to guy to finish people off whenever they're at like a hundred or less hp right now so it's it's a really cool thing that they have in there which i really do like a lot so there's a lot to this game and like i said i'm super early in it, into it and i know this is a type of game that at some point i'm going to get insanely frustrated at but i'm still going to love the challenge of it Because there was one moment, and this goes back to the lack of hand holding, that I thought I hit a wall very early on. And if you, whenever you play the game, you're going to be going across a line. It's just a path of one area to the next, and it goes from story battle to story battle. And if you follow that line, you end up at a fight that is insanely difficult. And it's actually known as one of the hardest games, I mean hardest fights in the game. And I was like, why is this such an early fight? Well, it turns out you actually have to go revisit a castle that you've conquered before to unlock a different cutscene that gives you a different path, and then that gives you easier fights to continue leveling up that way before you go and tackle that big fight there. Like You could power through it, but damn is it hard. So it the lack of hand-holding and lack of notifications to let you know like hey go back there was a little eh like that kind of threw me off and I uh, but now I know to expect it so I'm not too mad at it but yeah no I'm I'm just excited to see what else I can get out of this game what more I can get from playing it and just enjoying the story of it uh enjoying some more of this voice acting what characters I can unlock because uh While you can go and pay to recruit random people uh, in the battles, you might run into somebody that is just an AI running around. And it could be like a really strong cleric, a really strong fighter, whatever it may be. And if there's certain conditions in the battle that if they're met, then they actually want to join your troop. And you have to meet those conditions in order to do so. But it doesn't tell you what the conditions are. So you kind of have to just figure it out which is fine i think it's fine actually like you know it's i don't want it to be spoon-fed to me the whole time most of the time it's keep them alive during the battle so that's that's pretty easy to do like they're gonna go do their own thing so you just throw a healer next to them so that you can just keep them alive during the whole thing and then you're they're good to go they'll be a part of your party afterwards but it It's a really cool way of introducing new uh, story beats and uh, informing the players on how to perform certain actions. Like, for instance, the first time you encounter undead characters or undead enemies, one of the AI that's there is a cleric and he has a move called exorcism that whenever an undead foe is dropped... Uh, you can actually use Exorcism and it removes them from the map instantly instead of waiting for the three-turn timer where they can get revived in that time. And I was like, oh, that's cool that they showed you how to do that. And he also showed you that if you use a healing spell on the undead, it damages them. So for players who don't know that or aren't used to that mechanic in JRPGs, it's a nice way of introducing that and teaching players about that. So I thought that was really clever as far as the design goes. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. I just want to play more.
1: I'm amazed how many classes are in this game. I uh, was looking it up and I mean, counting like other, like, you know, the species and stuff. It's fascinating. Like, I don't know, like, I, I'm a sucker for seeing, like, different classes in, like, specifically these kind of games. Yeah. And I didn't realize there were this many.
0: There's Even a lot. for, like, special ones. There's a lot. Like, one of my favorite troops so far is the Fae Archers. Because hmm. they're winged archers. So they can get up higher. They have better mobility. Like, it, and it works perfectly for your archer itself. So it's really cool that you actually get to... You get F. a F.A. Archer very early in the game that you can utilize and see how it goes. Uh, the one thing, too, I will say, and it's something I did end up looking up because I was like, why is this here? Uh, the For the first like two battles, you mm-hmm. only control the main character of the story. Mm. Everyone else is on AI, so they're doing their own thing. So you're just kind of waiting for your turn to come around before you can just do an action, and then you watch everyone else do their own thing. And But don't worry, that's only for, like, the first couple. And it's actually, like, if you're paying attention, it does show you some good strategies because the AI is very smart, the way it does things. Like, it'll show you that it's probably a good idea to have your archer attack and then move to retreat back instead of moving into battle and then attacking and then they're stuck there where they're too close. Uh, It makes sure that your clerics and your healers stay towards the back of the party and they'll actually retreat really far because luckily the healing spell has a very long range. So it's it's, it's showing you all these little intricate mechanics uh, if you're paying attention. So I, I, I would really stress just kind of enjoy it treat it like a tutorial video and just kind of in, just enjoy that process. Hmm. But yeah good things to come good things to come. All right, so why don't we jump into some games that are going to be coming out. We talked a lot about these games that we mentioned last time, but I would say that they're definitely holding up to the hype so far. I'd say these are definitely winners. And if every game that we talked about and we're excited about are on this level, then we're we're in trouble. (laughs) I would say we're in definite trouble when it comes to all the titles that are going to be coming out right now. So one of the games that I want to bring up is a smaller game, just a really tiny one that we just found actually right before hopping on this call. But it's coming out pretty soon. It is Terror terror of Hemosaurus. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to bring this up as a really fast one because it is like if you guys are familiar with the game Rampage, that is what this is. You are Godzilla- going through the town, and you're trying to kill as many civilians and destroy as many buildings as possible. You want to hit 100% destroyed. And, uh, you know, it's just like a little tiny arcade game. And, yeah, sure, there have been other Rampage-style games, but there's something special about this one. The, the, The amount of polish that's on this makes it feel like it is like almost a remaster or re-release of Rampage. It's what if Rampage was actually released now and had the same production value that it had back then, not just another fan-made game. So it's really really cool to see this title coming out and it just looks really good. Like it just looks fun. Like a nice little like time killer. I, I could see this being like a phone game that you just play for like I don't know, like ten minutes when you're passing the time. Don't know what else to do, <laughs> and just kind of enjoying destroying some buildings as Godzilla real quick. But it looks mm. it looks pretty fun. Just go up, punch buildings, jump around, pick up people and throw them at other people and watch them go splat. Right, <laughs> like hell yeah. <laughs> just really super silly, goofy stuff. But the pixel art style is great. Like it looks really, really good too. So I, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Just a nice little teaser game to start the ball rolling.
1: It looks nice. I mean, you know, Rampage is something you don't really hear about at all anymore. Yeah, like, I think
0: the movie killed it. Yeah.
1: Oh fuck. Yeah, Excuse my language. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about, about
0: that. that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, <laughs> like that's that's a moment that requires
0: <laughs> bad
1: language. Ah, I forgot about that. That was at the Rock, huh? Yep oh man
0: yeah that was a thing that happened yeah
1: (laughs) yeah because I remember like always seeing Rampage as a kid and I'm like this game is kind of cool but I wish it was you know bigger right like bigger scale than just the little buildings you had and this game actually looks really cool like I'm very interested to see how big the city's getting it or stages I guess
0: yeah, like what are they going to throw at you now? What kind of enemies do you have to deal with? Because before it was like helicopters and cops and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. is it going to be the same? Or are they going to kind of spice it up because it's a newer title? It should be interesting. Should be kind of fun. But what what do you got for us? What's one another one that's on your list?
1: So I guess I can kind of talk about both of these together since they're kind of the same thing. But um, I'm a big fan of of obviously rpgs and you know sports games are cool do i waste my time on them no but you mix rpg with sports and i get interested (laughs) i loved golf story a lot um dodgeball academia was pretty cool and uh mario tennis for the game boy was cool i think golf was also an rpg the mario golf but i never played that one yeah it um,
0: is a little bit
1: so soccer story is a little indie title that it's by panic barn on it's their first game and it's interesting timing because it comes out this week and then uh, the title I'm going to talk about in a few minutes called sports story comes out next month, which is by the same people that did golf story, but yeah. Interesting. soccer story is basically just a soccer RPG. Um, there's a lot of like little mini games in it. that look cute. It, it, it literally looks like what you would expect from like golf story, but with soccer. And I've always kind of enjoyed soccer, compared to other sports like say basketball or football and games
0: mm-hmm.
1: so this game actually looks kind of cute i kind of like the style of it too um it i think it was during one of the indie presentations i think with nintendo and that's how i found out about it but um i think it looks really cool and then sports story obviously it's gonna be good because you know golf story was such a It was such a good title for the Switch, like, one of the first few ones that Mm -hmm. came out. And I'm kind of... I don't want to say I'm excited because I'm not... When it comes to the Switch, okay, I'm not super excited about really any game that's on it because I usually don't play my Switch. But this game looks cool because it's mixing all kinds of sports. And it's not just sports either. Like, there's dungeons in there. There's, like... There's a much bigger narrative to this game Mm
0: -hmm.
1: than, you know, Golf Story had, right? It's not just about one sport. It's not just about sports. Like, it's kind of... This game seems to be trying to do more. Uh, And that's kind of cool. Like, I if they're able to mix all these different sports and different ideas together, I'm really excited about it. Like I think adding RPG elements to sports is really interesting and fascinating because, you know, growing up, I thought they were the most opposite from each other. But when you add stats and everything, like it's, it's a really cool idea. And while I wouldn't go out of my way to play, like, all sports RPGs if they existed, right? If FIFA randomly started becoming an RPG That'd be or weird. like, you know, heavy <laughs> RPG elements or like Madden, I'm like, I wouldn't play it. But these little pixel versions, like, they're cute. You know, like I I like that kind of stuff. Like it's it's a good game to just kind of chill out to. So kinda I'm interested in that. You know, I'm I'm surprised how many like fun little games are actually coming out this close to the end of the year. Because usually December it really slows down. Mm -hmm. But like December has quite a few games coming out in it that are like not just big, but like it it's not a weak month, I'll put it that way.
0: Right. No, agreed. And actually going along with that, with another kind of cute looking game, uh the game Aka that looks mm. phenomenal. It looks so adorable. And I, after just reading the little synopsis of it on Steam, I was like, yeah, I really want to check this out. Because the trailer starts out with, you know, uh, after the war. Those are the words that play at the very beginning of the trailer. And then the, whenever you read the little description of it, it's uh, find inner peace in a small open world game on these carefully handcrafted islands. You can take a nap on a giant monster Feed baby dragons, take care of fauna and flora, but demons from your past might come back to remind you of what you want to forget. And I love that description because the art style is insanely cute. <laughs> like it, it looks very children's books aesthetic, uh, with some hints of the whole, like Japanese folklore in there as well. But it, I'm really excited to see what they do with this and how far they're going to take the story because it really does sound like something that can go very deep and i think that's kind of an amazing thing that a lot more indie games are doing where they're using a simplistic art style to tell a very deep and meaningful story and i think it's such a clever and beautiful way to make it memorable to make it more impactful and to make it timeless honestly because uh, a lot of these other games that have really like amazing graphics and really go all out on that. They don't hold up. They start looking goofy after a while. And then mm-hmm. it just doesn't have that same weight, that same meaning behind it. But whenever you have something like this, where it's very cute or cute graphics or simplistic graphics, uh, even though they're not simple at all, like the hand painted graphics on this stuff is amazing. Uh, it, But it, it becomes timeless. Like I can look at this game in like 10, 20 years and probably still think it's going to look beautiful even then, which means the story is going to last a long time. So it's going to be I'm I'm really excited for this one.
1: Yeah, when I first heard about this, I was like, "Oh, it's another farming simulator game." Because that that's what the trailer kind of sold it as. Like they were like, yeah. "Oh, it's a game where you can grow plants and all this kind of stuff." And I was like, and I don't really need another one of those but then when I looked into it more I'm like why didn't they talk about everything else about it and it's interesting cuz yeah there is the farming side of it that you can do there's crafting and what I find interesting is that there is a story but you don't have to do it if you don't want to like you can do it at any point you know it's they don't push you to finish the story. It's just how you would be able to see more of the world. And I guess, you know, there's like, you want to keep your character happy. And it's just, it's an interesting idea. You know, I like that each island that you go to has a different theme. And yeah, this is actually like a game that I really want to check out that I didn't know I wanted to.
0: Yeah, it it looks phenomenal. I really like it excited all right so why don't we go to something a little bit more dark what do you say when we travel yeah let's travel real evil real quick i totally forgot about this title until recently uh but for all you horror fans out there have you heard about autopsy simulator yet because oh boy that game looks freaking terrifying <laughs> actually and I love the fact that they put in like, so you are, you work in a autos- autopsy center, right? And you actually have to fill out the files, like the autopsy reports. You do all the processing of it, like cutting the body open, checking for wounds, moving the bodies back and forth on the gurneys from the cold storage to the uh, observation room, all that, right? So it's at first it feels like, It's just autopsy simulator of the game. That's what you're doing. It's for people who like gore and gross things. But then it starts getting really, really dark. You start hallucinating. You start seeing things. The bodies start moving. It becomes very demonic, very dark, very fast. So this looks like pretty freaking creepy, to be honest. And the sound effects of it are a little too real (laughs) from some of the stuff I've seen. And I totally forgot about this title until recently. But yeah, this... Ugh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a hard one to play, but a fun one to watch. I think
1: reminds me of a Mortuary Assistant.
0: Yeah, that just that that was the game that I was just thinking about too. Uh, I saw some a bunch of player or like a YouTubers playing that game for Halloween, but now this mm-hmm. is like the upgraded version of that, or like Ooh. level two of Mortuary. So it's it's if you are familiar with that one, Mortuary mortuary's Assistant it's a lot of that same processes where you have to cut the open, you know, you fill the guts with all the stuff, you mix the things. Like, I feel like it's the, like mortuary's assistant was the proof of concept for this title. So this is just taking it to that whole other level. So it's going to be creepy as hell, <laughs> but a lot of fun. I think a title that
1: I'm uh, really interested in that, I've been following for, God, I don't know how long, maybe like two years, maybe three. Uh, it's coming out on the 7th of December. Uh, it's called Chained Echoes. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a very beautiful RPG. Uh, it's definitely in the style of, like, Super Nintendo. It, a lot of people are kind of referring it Maybe looks and play wise to like Chrono Trigger, which I can see. I definitely think there's games coming out s- like next year that have more of a Chrono Trigger feel, like Sea of Stars. But right. I mean, this is this but, game, this is
0: turn based still. So
1: it is, yes. It, I I didn't know this game was coming out this soon. I mean, this soon, but it's like. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to come out next year. So I'm actually really excited for this. Like it looks great. Um, it's the publishing house. I I like all the games that come out from uh, deck 13. I always think that like they did cross code and some other stuff.
0: And oh, uh, cross code is great. It's a good one.
1: This one, it looks like it's made. Uh, this is the first game by them. Um, and this it just looks good like i i think because i haven't been playing any rpgs in a long time at least turn-based ones i've been kind of in the mood for one Mm. and i've been very like just like indecisive of what i wanted to do uh before i found out about this one coming out like i know i want to play you know tactics ogre you know but i mean more of like a standard uh, turn-based RPG, and I was like, "Oh, should I do Vagrant Story? Do I do like, do I have to go after one that I've been wanting to play for like years, or do I want to play something modern?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of glad this came out or is coming out just around the corner because now I'm like, "Oh, I can just wait until it comes out, play more Pentiment and other stuff, and by the time I'm done with those, this game will be ready." Yeah, but uh,
0: this reminds me more of uh, Xeno Gears, honestly. Because it has like the turn based battle system, but then it also has the mech battle system in it too. Oh, that's right. So, like, you can this hop into mech big part. mechs. Yeah. So, you can hop into big mechs as, and traverse around the area or use them in battle as well. But one thing I do want to say about this title is the the character design for the enemies is like mind blowing. I am so amazed. And, like, I just want to look at concept art. For the enemies alone, because they are so detailed and so creepy-looking in certain areas, and just uh, yeah, this is going to be one to look out for if you're an RPG fan for sure.
1: I didn't even think about Xeno Gears, but now I see it.
0: Yeah, ooh, this gonna be fun. That's uh, gonna be a fun one. Now, another game. Talking about games that. We've been watching for a long time. I have been wanting to play this game since it first got released, or announced, actually kickstarted, I think in 2015. So it's been a little while since it got kickstarted. But uh, Little Devil Inside is supposedly finally coming out. Supposedly. Finally. I know. For those of you guys who don't know about Little Devil Inside, it's... Kind of hard to really explain, not gonna lie, but it's uh, it's basically just like an adventure game, uh, kind of open worldy. Um, and the art style I don't know, like, is there something familiar that you would equate it to? Because it feels so unique with the art style.
1: It is unique. I, when we were talking about
0: this the other day, I was kind of thinking, like,
1: what is this like? And I'm like, I can't really think of anything like it.
0: Yeah, like it's. It really is its own style, like it. it, It's like realistic cell shading. I guess is maybe a way to explain it. I I don't know. Like you just have to look it up. But it looks really really great. The designs are really cool. And actually, I remember looking at this game specifically while I was in school because I was looking up different ways of designing a UI. And I think the UI from what we've seen in the trailers is pretty phenomenal Um, as far as like if you're looking in your inventory, for instance, let's say you're just kind of checking things out, your inventory is in your backpack and the shape of the, the box, the perimeter for your inventory is similar to a backpack shape. It doesn't have the straps or any of the details, but it's similar like that. But it's a faint white line that's actually slightly transparent, so it doesn't impede over anything. And all of the items in your inventory are little icons that are also white, uh, and they just have little numbers next to them, but they are also slightly transparent. So nothing is actually impeding or taking away from the environment itself, which I think is a very clever way of doing UI. And something I really appreciate whenever you you can tell that a game has really taken the time to look at those, like, really, really small details. And one of the adorable things in a very early trailer from, I think, like, three years ago that we saw, um, he has, like, a little pig companion at one point. I guess you can, like, save a pig or something in one of the areas. And he puts the pig in his backpack, and you can see it go into his inventory, and it takes up, like, six slots or something. (laughs) (laughs) 'Cause you're carrying a pig. You can't carry all that stuff. Like I just thought that was super adorable. <laughs> Where you saw the outline of the pig go in. But that was just a really cute thing there. But yeah, this this game is it's been a while in production. Um the it like I said, the art style is really kind of hard to explain because the scenery itself looks insanely realistic. Like it looks Yeah. It looks gorgeous. But then the character designs are cartoony cell shady kind of style so it's it's almost as if um samurai jack was 3d mm, D.
1: Yeah, I
0: like that right because it's the same kind of like body shapes i would say so if you can visualize that listeners that's kind of what you might be getting into in level double inside but definitely recommend checking it out uh it doesn't have like a legit release date it just is quarter four 2022 so and it's been pushed back so many times I I'm I'm putting it out into the ether as like hopeful that it actually comes out this time because uh, this game was originally supposed to come out on the Wii oh no the Wii U yeah it originally got Kickstarter for the Wii U and then it's been pushed and pushed and pushed so uh, we'll see and it looks like it's gonna be on PlayStation and everything like that going forward.
1: Yeah, I am rewatching the state of play trailer from last October in 2021. Yeah. And, um, I, I definitely want to play this. Like I, I love the style. I love just everything about it. Like it's the water physics alone has me like, I just want to buy it just to experience the water. But, um, it looks cool. Like, I, I'm like curious how big it is. Cause like, You know, when you look back at the old footage of, like, all the desert stuff, you don't even see any of that part in the State of Play trailer. Like, the State of Play trailer shows stuff that you – it's, like, totally different than anything else. And it's, like, this game looks so grand. And it – I – yeah, I actually forgot that it existed because no one's talked about it until you brought it up. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I think this would be – When it does come out, I think it's going to be one of those, like, bigger indie titles that will stand out.
0: Yeah. You're basically, like, a monster hunter, and you have, like, a badass butler that's helping you out the whole time. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the vibe that's going on uh, with it. And just, yeah, excited 100% for this one. Now, why don't we jump into the Evil West? That's a game that looks pretty rad. So, Evil West is exactly that. It's a Western game, but set in evil. No, (laughs) just kidding. Uh, It is a Western style game, uh, action game, uh, where you're hunting down vampires and it just looks kind of crazy, to be honest. And like you are a vampire or a shotgun wielding lightning gauntlet holden vampire hunter during the wild wild west so it's there's a lot going on there but it looks damn cool for what it is i think this is just going to be one of those that's a really fun you know like 20 hour experience just to kind of break up the monotony of some other titles i don't feel like this is going to be a game that you play for the story <laughs> it doesn't look like it It just looks like one of those games you play for like something fun and just kind of chaotic for a little while there. It's like um, was that one game Bullet Hell or what? I forgot what it was called. Bullet Storm. Bullet Storm. Yeah, right. Where it's just like just ridiculous, right? Ridiculous Mm -hmm. shooter. of The game and this feel like this is giving me the same vibes as that.
1: It's. It's funny, because I remember hearing about this game a while ago, and then I I thought it was the same thing as Weird West.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and then, so I kind of lost interest in it, and then recently there was a trailer, I think maybe like two weeks ago, where they're like, oh, we put co-op in this game. And I'm like, there's co-op in this? Like, what is this? And then, like, it looks really cool like it looks like the old school like i would say 360 era uh third person action game like like you said story whatever you're there for the combat especially with co-op like it's it's one of those games that you would just want to play with your friend and like goof around like i after hearing it's co-op i'm actually very interested in playing it you know, I think um, it's by the same people that did the Shadow Warrior, uh, the the modern versions of those, which, you know, they I think they did a great job with those. Uh, they also did Trek to Yomi, which it's a very cool looking game. And I know I've talked about this a little bit before, but it... <sighs> The problem with that game is that it repeated itself too much and became too repetitive and I lost interest, which almost makes me worry a little about this game if it gets like that. But at the same time, this game, you kind of expect it Yeah. compared to Yomi, which is like more of a story heavy game. So with this, yeah, I'm like really interested in it and I'm surprised it's I think it'll basically be coming out a day after this episode goes up. So I'll be curious to see what people think of it because early impressions, people seem to really dig it. They say it's more so like a, like an old style game, which is kind of cool. Uh, so for me, I think some titles that I've been kind of interested in, uh, well, one, uh, the modern kind of like redoing, of a Dwarf Fortress is kind of exciting. Uh, this is a project I've been following for a very long time. Uh, I remember I followed it on Steam, and every time I look at the activity page, there was always something like, we're adding this to the game. And I'm like, this game looks so cool, but it's going to be high above my like attention span. But now that the game looks really beautiful, and it comes out on the 6th, and... I think this might be the time I finally get in the Dwarf Fortress. Uh, I tried in the past and I, I did play a little bit of it. I'm not saying I didn't touch it at all, but the, the old school style of graphics, it just wasn't doing it for me. I'm not much into that old style, like that old the style
0: graphics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, ASCII, for me, looks best when it's, you know, on a walkthrough, on game facts, when people do those <laughs> yes. cool art styles.
0: Uh, <laughs> when they remake the, the Final Fantasy logos in ASCII. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. That's an old art, man. When people used to write yeah. walkthroughs, the length of like a dissertation pa- paper or something oh like that. Or like, it's
0: Just for it's fun, crazy, dude. man. Just for fun. They didn't get anything out of it exactly it's crazy
1: and it was like when you go back especially a lot of the big games there was like one dude who did so
0: many yeah,
1: yeah. I, f- I feel like it was penguin or something I forget but I feel
0: like I've looked at so many it was like I, dark I think penguin I, yeah. I think <laughs> I feel like I've clicked on that before a lot so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's like yeah I was sidetracking but fuck those people were crazy all that time spent But anyway, so excited about Dwarf Fortress. I I always wanted to really get into it. I have had friends who are obsessive about it in good ways and bad ways. Um,
0: It's it's definitely one of those games I've always wanted to play because of the importance of Dwarf Fortress. And actually, after seeing it this week at the MoMA in New York actually like in the modern art museum like that that was or the museum of modern art sorry like that it's such a crazy idea uh, it was on the wall like just showing gameplay footage and that was in the museum it made me really appreciate it even more and actually want to check it out so i but I, I just don't know if it's a game that i can really lose myself with into but i don't know there There has to be something to it if it has been curated as uh art piece now, so
1: yeah, I think that's worth a shot. I don't know when it comes out i I think he'll give it a try, but um, some other little quick mentions uh. I loved this game back in the day. Uh, It came out kind of at a time that I needed it because I was really depressed at that point. But uh, the new goat simulator is coming out. (laughs) And seeing how it's heavily focused on like co-op and stuff. I, even though I look at the game and I cringe, it, you know, it's a fun time. You can do stupid stuff with it. And sometimes it's like, that's just what the body needs. So I'm kind of.
0: I'm interested in seeing what it's all about. It, you know? Yeah. It'll be fun to check it out just to see what ridiculous things you can do now.
1: I think when the, the first game came out, it was such a... I don't want to say shocker, but it was so different from what was out there. Like, I'm that era of indie games, like, from... 2012 to like 2015 I was so into that scene so like like when this came out I was like whoa like this is so stupid but it's kind of cool and it, it's cool to see that you know it's still going on uh and another title that I think was one of I don't want to say one of the first few indies but it was like in that early time uh new mcpixel uh it's weird because when the first game I got really into because it's it's kind of like WarioWare a little bit where it's just a bunch of mini games that tell a story like it's I like it just because it's fast paced and different. Um this one definitely looks a lot more fast paced and a lot more wild. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's cool seeing some of these old indie franchises kind of, like, still around, which I'm happy about, you know? Like, it's it's cool. I, I'll always, like, the whole indie scene really started blooming during a tough point in my life. So, like, that's all I played. And it just makes me happy to see, like, these games still around.
0: Right. Well, I think we would be amiss if we didn't talk about one of the games that I think is going to be probably one of the most popular games of the year. I think it's going to be one of those games that like really closes out a lot of people um, for 2022. And that's going to be the Callisto Protocol. The the uh, <clears throat> the level of it, I've, it's kind of weird to say that, I know. But I, I feel like with the amount of work that has gone into it, how good it does actually look, I, I feel like this is going to be one of the closers for a lot of people a lot of people are going to be paying attention to this one uh but it's i don't really have a lot to say about it personally uh just because i don't know it's i feel like it's a little harder to talk a lot about triple a titles it, especially because the stories don't like they're there but they're not as strong as some of these indie titles that we've been discussing and it it almost feels like it doesn't really fit our show in a, a little bit right like it's kind of strange there but with the closer protocol, it, it whenever I look at it, it feels like Dead Space in jail, and I absolutely love Dead Space. I thought that was a fantastic game, uh, but this looks like that to me. And it, I like the aesthetic of it. I think it's going to be a very interesting setting. Uh, I think it's going to be like pretty creepy. I think it's going to have really good action, or at least that's what it looks like so far. But I, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty jazzed to to see some more. Um, and it comes out what like next week right something like
1: that i think two weeks, two weeks it, i think it's
0: yeah. like the first week of December. december 6th i think right something like that yeah so it's it's gonna be i i feel like this is gonna be one that is gonna be on a lot of people's radar uh december 2nd so it it looks cool as hell i will give it that so I, i'm curious i'm excited
1: all right it, it it's interesting because people that worked on Dead Space are working on it. Yet there's a new Dead Space game coming out. Well, a remake. So it's interesting. I'm I'm really curious how this game is going to be. And I mean, I'm always hungry for space horror. I yeah. guess. So I mean, it's it's definitely something I'm going to pick up.
0: Yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be uh, just a really good, good time play kind of game. I I don't think it's going to be one of those that we're playing for the feels, like Akka or some of the other titles that we've talked about, but just another good time feel game. Just a good game game, right? And then, the last game on my list is the ultimate fanboy game game... You're playing it because you absolutely love this franchise, not because the game is any good whatsoever, because it might end up being one of the worst games ever. But who gives a shit? (laughs) And that is going to be Gundam Evolution. For all those Gundam fans out there (laughs) who have been wanting a good Gundam Fighter game, I really feel like Gundam Evolution is finally that. I feel like it's finally... Finally, what we've been wanting, because that was one of the biggest complaints in a lot of Gundam games, is that you don't feel the weight of the Gundam. It doesn't feel as epic or anime moment as the Gundam show itself in any of the fighting games, if any of the other Gundam games out there. The closest thing we've had is what uh, Zone of Enders, that was pretty cool as far as like a Gundam game, or it wasn't a Gundam game, but like a giant mech game. But now we have Gundam Evolution coming out, and this looks crazy. (laughs) It, It is basically a team shooter Gundam game. Like, how cool is that? You get to play as your favorite Gundam in its squad of five going up against another squad. It's very Valorant, very Rainbow Six, very right? Like that same through and through 100% rip off of that just reskinned with Gundams and I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> like all I want is to play as RX-78 just once. I don't care like if I only play this game once, I just want to play one round as RX-78 and I think it will be 100% worth the price tag <laughs> because of how big of a Gundam fan I am. <laughs> That's how dumb that is. <laughs>
1: You can't go wrong with Gundam. I mean, you can, but and this one have. was kind of cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been plenty of games that have gone wrong with Gundam. Like when they, like they were fun, but the mobile suit Gundam fighter games on PlayStation, those were cool. But like it, it's it's Street Fighter, but Gundam, and it it the movement was just not there, man, not at all. So I, I'm excited to see this. it's It's actually a five or six v6 uh, team battle shooter. so and the the footage of it actually looks really good so far. So who knows the, I, I have a feeling that in America, probably not going to do so great, but this is probably going to be a huge hit in Japan where I can see eSports communities growing from this from this this game here. And it might be a game that we just keep seeing new seasons and new updates to it just constantly. So I, I'm excited for it. I might have to start live streaming just because I want to play Gundam. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about a lot of games over these last couple of episodes, and it still feels. Like, we haven't even talked about all of them, which we haven't. There's still way more games coming out in these next two months. So if you're a gamer and you've been wanting to play something, well, guess what? There is something for everyone coming out in these next two months. There is something in every single genre, every style, indie, AAA, every console. We are getting gaming gold right now. And it is just going to make the argument for Game of the Year that much harder and actually it's making it very difficult to keep up with games too because I don't know anyone that has endless funds to keep buying all these games to try them and review them and talk about them because there is so many coming out on every single console imaginable but it's a pretty exciting time for us and it really does feel like it's because of all the delays that happened in 2020, and we know why that happened. I don't want to bring it, who cares? Uh, (laughs) But but (laughs) now they're finally here. Like, all these titles are finally dropping. And it's kind of crazy because in the past, we used to see a lot of these bigger games spread out further because they didn't want to compete with one another. But now we have games, like big title games, coming out days apart sometimes even just one day apart from each other which you would not have in the past because they didn't want to compete with the purchases right and all that but like everybody wants to get their titles out now and it's it's pretty exciting so yeah if you're a gamer then get ready and i hope your wallet is full because holy crap (laughs) here they come here comes the flood all right Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Hope you guys have enjoyed our little conversation here, diving into a bunch of the new games at the end of the year. And we will talk to you guys next week as we dive further into the world of games. But until then, bye for now.